Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, this is William Hemphill, pastor and counselor with the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that deal with faith, how to strengthen our families, and mental health. Today, I want to talk about LEARN. Last podcast, I talked about LEARN as a format for racial healing. We talked about the L being for listen, the E for being empathized, the A being for act, the R being for resist the urge to pull back, and the N standing for never quitting. Today, I want to talk about the L in that format, listening. One of the biggest challenges in dealing with racial relations in our country is, I believe, we fail to listen to the stories of those who have been harmed or oppressed. In many cases, not only do we not listen, we often dismiss these stories. I'll give you an example from my own life. In my case, I had a recent conversation with someone on social media. Now, I'll admit that's not always the best format to discuss things, but this is where this discussion occurred. In our discussion about race, I happened to talk about the fear that I believe Ahmaud Aubrey was facing when he was cornered by those men in those trucks who wanted to arrest him or kill him or whatever their motives were. And so we know he was running in order to try and preserve his life. And at some point he had to fight in order to try to keep his life. Now, what was going on was the person I was having a discussion with, I believe happened to be a former law enforcement officer, and he dismissed my attitudes and my interpretation of the situation, and he felt like that Mr. Aubrey should have stopped and submitted himself to these men who were not law enforcement officers. As the discussion continued, I began talking more and more about the frustration that people of African descent feel, especially when those who are not officers attempt to police us. Now, notice what I said. Those who are not officers attempt to police us. Now, he felt that my thoughts were foolish And because he knew I was clergy, he felt like that I was one of those pastors who stirred up racial unrest. We even started talking about the gospel, and we talked about the story of Moses and how many African Americans kind of identify with that story based on having, in a lot of instances, a death sentence placed on them just because of who they were. 
If you look at the story of Moses, he had a death sentence placed on him just because he was a Hebrew boy. So in short, this young man could not understand my perspective. Now, what was encouraging is that there were some people in the discussion who understood what I was talking about and actually thanked me for my perspective, and we could have some further dialogue. And so, what is the difference between those who were able to work with me and talk and those who weren't? I would say the difference, one of the differences, is the ability to listen. The, the L in the learn format, listening. What does it mean to listen? In short, the definition of listening means to give one's attention to something. So if we use that definition, it might not be fair to say that the other party was not listening to me because he was definitely giving me attention. He wasn't receiving a whole lot of stuff, but he gave some attention. So there's something about listening then that gives more value other than just giving our attention to something. I dare say listening to understand and to empathize is the key in dealing with racial discussions. I would say even beyond racial discussions, this happens in our home in marriage discussions. Listening with the ability to understand and empathize is a key. And one of the challenges is, most of us listen or give our attention just long enough so we can rebut or dismiss what the other person has to say. Listening to give rebuttal happens in many of our relationships. We get in discussions with our spouses and try to convince them that we are right. I can't tell you how many couples have come into my office and one of the challenges they've had is that someone thinks they are right about something and will not listen or budge because they are right. And because we are right in our own minds, we never try and understand what the other person is thinking we're too busy wanting to prove our point. Thinking falsely that if we prove our point with the facts or whatever situations we present, that we will be right and this person will come around to our way of thinking, when in many times that is not the case. Here's the problem with listening to rebut, in my opinion. One, we usually aren't in a court case trying to convince a jury. It's usually a one-on-one -on -one discussion or a group of people, and everybody has a vested interest in their viewpoint. So when someone's trying to convince them of something, they their vested interest often gets in the way of listening to understand. And because we're listening to not listening to understand we're not going to be able to convince them anyway. Two, I would say this. When we listen to rebut, we don't get the whole story of the other party because we're listening long enough to say, okay, how can I counter that with my own argument? We're too busy trying to create our own arguments and prove ourselves.
Why do we listen to rebut instead of listening to understand? I would say this in all cases, but in the case of racial relations in this country, we usually have a vested interest in our own world view. It's how we form the world. It's how we make sense of our world. We all have a worldview, whether we acknowledge it or not. It's how we make sense of the world around us. If someone brings some information that challenges our worldview, we naturally want to fight or resist that. I'm going to say that again. If someone bring some information that challenges our worldview, we naturally want to resist or fight that. Why? Because our worldview has shaped our lives, our thinking, and our values. When different information comes, it challenges us to examine our worldview and our identity or who we are and also our shortcoming or sins. And that's not easy work to do. In therapy, we like to call that resistance. When we work with a client and we come to a point where someone is no longer listening or we hit a place where they don't want to talk or want to go, we are facing resistance. In therapists, we know when we're facing resistance, we have hit a key point in someone's life. We encounter that resistance when someone also challenges us as people in our world view. Now, in the case of the discussion that I had with the young man, the resistance I faced in that discussion had to do with his worldview of police officers, police officer types, and the fact that they're always correct. Now, I said police officer types because the men that attacked Ahmaud Aubrey were not police officers. They did not have the legal right to arrest him. I'll break it down even further. Not only he had a worldview, I had a worldview. His argument would have challenged my view that police and police officer types, based on racist tendencies, will often kill black men or black people indiscriminately. We had two different investments in our viewpoints. My worldview stated that as a black man, I could be killed indiscriminately for no reason. Here's the end game. No one or neither one of us were going to convince the other with our quote-unquote facts. What I believe we could have done better was to try and listen with some empathic understanding. In other words, trying to listen and see what the other person might be saying and why they might feel the way they feel about the situation. In the case of the other person, the young man I had the discussion with, I believe he felt the way he did because he was a former police officer. 
Actually, I partially know that because he said that in discussion. He was a former police officer that had to deal with some arrests of difficult people over the years of all colors. He had to deal with what he thought were excuses for bad behaviors by people who were committing crimes. This affected his judgment in this situation. He also felt, I believe, that officers or ex-officers had certain rights to detain people. And third, he might have also felt this, and I'll say this, maybe unacknowledged in his mind, that black men were inherently criminal and dangerous. And then I'd say fourth, he also could have felt that police officers should protect one another at all costs as part of the police fraternity. All of these things affect his worldview and his argument. So let's go there. Imagine if I had given him some empathic listening, which was tough, I'll say, in the social media format that we're in. Imagine if he could have tried to understand that me being a black Christian man in America also shapes my viewpoint. What if he opened himself up to see that my viewpoint is shaped by the hundreds of years of slavery and racial oppression in this country? What if he understood that my viewpoint is shaped by the tons of killings due to race in our country? If he understood that the wounds of racial hatred that I and my family have experienced and still experience to this day, it would have made a difference. So I, I approach that from both sides because both of us could have opened ourselves up to some empathic listening where we try to understand the views of another. Here's the thing about that. In order to listen, to understand, it requires vulnerability and putting down our defenses. It involves laying our stuff aside and trying to see an issue from another's viewpoint. I won't say even if we don't agree, but especially if we don't agree. It involves trying to understand how the human experience has affected each and every one of us. Here's the funny thing as I think about his viewpoint and our view, my viewpoint. At the end of the day, it seems like both of us might have been arguing about a deeply held value. And that's safety. In his case, he was standing with the young men who wanted safety in their neighborhood. In my case, I'm standing with Ahmaud Arbery and others who want safety and not to be judged or murdered based on the color of their skin. What if our, in our empathic listing, we could get to the point where we got to the value and understood that the value behind it is safety, and then could talk about how do we create safety for all of us? 
Just think about that. Listening with understanding involves becoming vulnerable and putting down our defenses. This listening skill is necessary in all of our relationships. Whether we're married, have friends, or parents or children, whether we're in business relationships or in other relationships, listening to understand allows us to begin to learn about the other person. We listen, we understand, we empathize with their hurts, wounds, and experience. Listening allows us to begin to get to the root of the matter. So I would challenge us after this podcast, this week, and in future weeks, in all of our relationships, not just in relation, racial relationships, to begin to try and listen in another way. Listen in order to try to understand where the other person is coming from. Not that you necessarily have to agree, but listen to understand. In the next podcast, I will be talking about the E in the LEARN acronym, and that's learning to have empathy. This is William Hemphill, pastor and counselor, thanking you for listening to the podcast today. Take care and have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 